I thought we would start this Palm Sunday with a little bit of trivia. Uh, my help for you is that this is chronological. But the little game we're going to play right now is Name That Parade. All right, so here we go. Uh, try not to read the small print on the screen. It kind of gives it away. Uh, so try not to cheat. But can anyone name that parade? Uh, I'll give you a clue. Think Brian Adams' song. That will give you the year. If you want the cheat, you can look up in the top left corner. But Brian Adams, right, the summer of 1969, with just 30 seconds of fuel left, Apollo 11 successfully touched down on the surface of the moon, and moments later, man took his first steps there. That was July 20th, so from July uh, through August in Washington, D.C., this was in Manhattan. The country had several parades celebrating this great feat. All right, how about this one? Can you name that parade? A little bit of a hint there. <laughs> yeah, see, this is not... I'm not pushing anything here. Uh, we didn't even live in Illinois at this time. We were still in New York. Uh, but this was the parade for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, and I read, interesting enough, that this was the seventh largest gathering of humans in history. They estimated five million people gathered for that parade celebration. I don't know what the top six were, but I think they were in quite a drought. Uh, and I would hope that if the lions ever pull something like that off, <laughs> we would be the first largest gathering of human people on the planet. Right, here's another one for you. Can you name that parade? What's that, Andy? The Rams, like this was less than two months ago, <laughs> right? But the, uh, Matthew Stafford finally left Detroit and won a Super Bowl in his first year elsewhere. And so the Rams celebrated their second Super Bowl in franchise history. Uh, and just a couple weeks ago, even closer to home here, Andy was sharing that on July 4th, Arlington Heights is going to have the parade again. Uh, so he is very excited about that. There's just something about a big parade. Well, there's a parade moment in our text this morning, too. Uh, let's look at this count according to the Apostle John. Uh, one of Jesus' closest disciples said this about Palm Sunday. He said they took branches of the palm tree... And they went out to meet Jesus, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Mark tells us that, that they also took palm branches and, and laid them on the ground before Jesus. 
Now, this certainly would have been branches from the date palm. The date palm to this day is still a very common tree in Palestine. The branches are very long and leafy, and, and they sprout out of the top of the trunk, and, and some of these trees can grow to 50 feet high. But for thousands of years, across cultures, Palm trees were seen as symbols of victory and triumph and grandeur. There are even ancient Roman coins that have the palm tree on one side of the currency. But you know, when we look at all the palms and the grandeur of the palm tree, it shouldn't surprise us that John 12 is not the first palm parade in the Bible. We actually have to go back to the First Testament, to the Torah, Leviticus 23, where God at Mount Sinai is instructing his people what he wants them to do once he gets them into Canaan. And one of those was for the Feast of Tabernacles. God gave the Israelites three parades that every year they had to go up to Jerusalem and celebrate. And for this particular parade, it was the biggest and most festive of the three, God told them to construct makeshift booths or huts. And there's no doubt that his people would have covered those huts with palm branches. The huts and the parade signified the ingathering of the final harvest fruit in the new land and God's victory over Egypt. You know, we can also find palm parades in between both testaments. Going all the way back several hundred years B.C. in the Grecian games, we know that champions would walk back to their cities waving palms and also in the one first century bc the jews were under very heavy persecution and tiochus the fourth killed thousands of jews he tried to burn all of the jewish bibles he slaughtered a pig on the altar in the temple and forced many jewish priests to eat its flesh. And so in 164 BC, Judas Maccabeus led a big revolt to get the temple back. And on the day he cleansed it and had a big rededication, they waved palm branches celebrating that victory. And then just 20 years later, Judas's little brother Simon led a revolt that freed all of Jerusalem from the Syrian oppression. And as Simon made his way to Jerusalem, all the people lined the road and waved palm branches as they welcomed their hero. And today then in our gospel, we have yet another palm parade here's the king 
your king, my king, the king of the universe, seated on the back of a borrowed donkey. And the saddle for the king was a borrowed cloak. And as the king rode on the donkey up to Jerusalem, Luke tells us in chapter 19 that the king just started weeping. And the people were, were shouting, Hosanna, which means save us. But to all ancient and modern standards, the palm parade looked like a pathetic parade. There was no big military welcome as the king was riding into the capital city. And just five days later, we're told of yet another parade. This time the king is not going into Jerusalem, but the king is walking out. And this time the king is not on the back of a beast of burden, but the king has a beastly burden on his back, the weight of his own wooden cross. And this time there is a military escort, but they are his Roman executioners. And the chants of the crowd are no longer Hosanna, but crucify him, crucify him. And Jesus walked all the way to the cross not to save his life, but to save yours and to save mine. But this week in world history, it's not the last palm parade. There's still one more palm parade in the Bible. And the same author that wrote the Gospel of John tells us about the next palm parade when he wrote the book of Revelation. Take a look. John says, after these things, what are the these things? All the horrible events in Revelation chapter 6. On this earth, in the great tribulation near the end, John describes there's war, there is famine, there is death everywhere. There is hatred and rebellion against God. There are many false Christ and false prophets arising. So after these horrible things, John looks and behold, a great crowd which no person is able to count from every nation and tribe and people and tongue. They are standing before the throne and the Lamb. They are clothed in white robes. And what are they holding in their hands? 
palm branches. And they are shouting out in a loud voice to God, salvation is to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Whose last palm parade is it? It's yours. It's mine. The last palm parade in the Bible is ours. Why are we standing holding palms? So get used to it, right? Today was but a foretaste. We're going to do it for eternity. Why the palms? It's victory and it's triumph that we have a God who through His Son has indeed hosannahed. He has saved us. And so we are crying out with palm branches in hand, salvation is to this God. Our white robes are the perfect holiness of Jesus Christ. And so what is going on theologically? The last palm parade, it's our exodus. It's our exodus from this great tribulation and hardship here. And you know what the best part is about this palm parade? It's never going to end. Our celestial palm parade. Salvation cry to the Lamb is never going to end. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.